It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Profiles Radio. I am your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing, fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. As we get closer to the new year, a lot of people are talking about and writing about what they want to accomplish next year. I want to ask you if you've given much thought to this yet. People who are extremely successful are usually thinking further ahead than that, but it is a place to start. What do you want to do next year? Make 50000 next year? Uh, maybe 100000 Perhaps read 25 books? Maybe lose 25 pounds? Whatever your goals are, start by writing one of them down on top of a piece of paper and brainstorm 21 different things you can do to make this happen. The first five or six should be pretty easy, uh, but you need to commit to coming up with 21 ways. It'll be harder toward the end, but if, if you stick it out and finish, you may find the best ideas are the last ones you come up with. Then repeat this exercise with all of your major goals and plan action steps for the ways that resonate most with you. The most successful people do this. Commit to doing this as soon as possible. I had a coach advise me to try this, and I've really enjoyed the process. And if you do it, you will be so very glad you did. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. My guest this week is Karu Papritz. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Best-selling author Karu Papritz left his career as a filmmaker in Hollywood to become a cowhand at a cattle ranch in Arizona. He's now known as the Cowboy Philosopher, and his new book, The Legacy Letters, recently made publishing history as the only book to win awards in both fiction and nonfiction category. And I'm going to ask him how that happened because you just don't hear about that very often. A Renaissance man in an age that logs the specialist, the Huffington Post says Carew intrigues and enlightens, charms and catalyzes change for every reader. So this is going to be a really fun hour. We will discuss all of this and so much more on the show today. And with that in mind, here is my very special guest, Carew Papritz. Carew, are you there? Yes, Brian, I'm here. Fantastic. Welcome to the show. I appreciate having you here. It's great to be on your show. Thank you ever so much. Hey, you're so welcome. So the first question I ask everybody is, how did you get started? What is it that uh, brought you to where you were to where you are now? Well, there's a loaded question, isn't it? Sure. uh, (laughs) Well, people wonder, how do you become, how do you leave Hollywood with all its glitz and glamour and and it's, uh, you know, all the things that attract us to Hollywood and end up cowboying for a living? Um, I think the easiest question, uh, the easiest response is I had an early midlife crisis. And uh, that's probably the easiest way to, to explain it. Um, and I was really starting to see that the glitz and glamour and all this of working in film production and on, uh, on locations and stuff wasn't exactly what it was cut out to be. It was a lot of work. 
and um, never got to see family or friends and realized it was soul-sucking. So I decided, what the heck, we got to start moving on with life because life's way too short. It's around not doing what you like to do. So um, I started traveling around the West um, and I ended up in a bar of all places in Arizona, sat down with this old cowboy and I said, hey, I need some work. He goes, well, there's some work out where in the heck and gone on this, this ranch and you can sit down and you can, you can put in fence posts. They said, that's fine. So I essentially went back to my roots. My granddad had a small ranch up in uh, Arizona. I'm sorry, in Washington State. And um, so I came back, and here I was, uh, started the book, writing it out there on the back of my pickup truck at Lantern Light, um, under this great, desolate, star-filled sky. And that's, um, that's sort of how it all started. So you started writing your book in the back of a pickup at night. That's, that's pretty uh, an amazing commitment. Yeah, well... <laughs> The fact is, is when you can't you can't see it very well by lantern light, but that part of it's committed, yeah. But no, it was really, it was that amazing place where you had all the quiet in the world and the time to reflect. And as uh, someone says, well, how do you become a cowboy philosopher? And I said, well, you you ride and ride and ride and think and think and think, and then you write it all down, and that's how you end up becoming, you know, writing a book like this. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So let's talk a little bit about your, your Hollywood background. What exactly is it that you were doing? You were a filmmaker, is that right? Well, I was essentially involved on the production side. Uh, I mean, I was in the art department, and I worked in all the various parts of the art department. And, I, and interestingly enough, I went to film school at UCLA, got my degree in filmmaking and producing and writing. And the first thing you do is when you get out of school and you would think, oh, it's just that easy. You get a job to go work to one of the top film schools in the world, and you immediately tell no one that you've gone to UCLA or the top film school in the world because you have to start at the bottom and work right. your way back up again. Oh, so were, were you working on pretty well-known films, or did you do independent projects? What were you doing? Um, I worked on... I worked on uh, low-budget commercials and low-budget features and low-budget... Uh, well, not low budget, you work your way up the line until you're starting to work with, um, at that time, music videos were in their heyday. So I worked on videos with R.E.M. and several with Madonna and uh, Rolling Stones. And those were lots of great stories there that would take another couple of radio shows. Um, and sure. um, got, got to work on some great features um, such as, um, gosh, it's been a while. Jo I worked on a couple with Johnny Depp and one with Marlon Brando. Forget Paris, um, Waterworld. Uh, I'd have to look. I'd have to think back on my resume. It's been that long yeah. ago. Wow, that's that's really great. I was I was going to ask you because I saw in your your bio on your website that you did meet Madonna. Tell me what that was like. <laughs> is, is this the uh, is this the PG rated version or which, yes, which version? Two? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was it was wonderful. But boy, she could work. Um, and um, we were on a video called, I think it was called Rain, and it was a 10-day shoot. Oh, yeah. um, and that girl, could, she could run you into the ground. And we were shooting up till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. We'd turn around, and there she'd be all smiles. Man, that girl had energy. And I yeah. uh, really respected her for that. Absolutely. That, that is one of my favorite Madonna songs, by the way. I mean, a lot of people point to some of her earlier stuff, but I think that is a really, really great song. So that's great. Talk about the Stones for just a second. 
The Stones. Oh gosh, I worked on that just for a day, and I can't even remember what. Vi- I should remember what video that was because there's so many I worked on. Yeah. But um, at that point, even I mean, there's even places when crew members become in awe of the Stones or yeah. become in awe of the people you're working with. And that was one of those days where all I thought, I'm working with the Rolling Stones. This is incredible. Um, and the other one was, of course, Marlon Brando. Yeah. Uh, and that was um, that was on, um, gosh, um, what was the Johnny Depp movie where he was, um, the, I can't remember. It's been so long, Brian. But That's essentially, right. we would sit around and we would chat like two old guys sitting over a bourbon right there in the middle of production. And we had these great conversations about life and motorcycles and baseball. And rarely was it about movie or acting. And I, at that point, I could have cared less because I have great, you know, Marlon Brando stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, I know we're going to be talking about the legacy letters during this show, but this is not your first book. You had no. a book or two prior to this. Yeah. So what's interesting is, is, um, I had I had great success early on in my late teens and early twenties. Um, I came up with the idea of uh, this is for those of you that can climb back into the wayback machine and remember James Watt, the Secretary of Interior. Yes. Uh, and um, at that time, the cartoons were rife across the country, and I thought, oh, these are really funny. Let's put them together in a collection. Well, gee, little did I know what that was going to take. So I. Uh, I ended up putting it together, getting all the rights, and put out uh, the James Watt Memorial Cartoon Collection. And nice. that thing, that took off. And here I was, 19 years old, yeah. getting reviews. I remember, oh, gosh, yeah. I, I remember, the most. The thing I remember about James Watt is he created a huge stir when he called the Beach Boys unpatriotic. Yeah. <laughs> and that's he didn't, in that. want them, he didn't want them playing on July 4th in Washington for some reason. amazing? Yeah, he could. Yeah. He could turn on a controversy without any problem, couldn't he? Yeah. I saw the yeah. Beach Boys live in the 90s. They put on a really great show, and Christopher Cross opened for them. That was a fun, fun show. I bet that was a great show. Absolutely. You bet. We've got a couple of minutes until the first break. Okay. So uh, let me uh, just ask you. You're, you're very well-traveled. How important do you think traveling is to developing your overall character? You know, the character in the book or the character as, as of myself? As, as yourself. Oh, gosh. Brian, i got to tell you. I live to travel. Um, I remember when I was 14 years old that I said to myself, I want to live the most adventurous life I could. And uh, that sort of manifest destiny statement really, you know, set me on that course. And travel um, really, I believe, opens up your eyes and, and to course to the world and to becoming more tolerant to all these, the, the way that you look at the world. And it literally is one of my most favorite letters in this book, Travel wow. the World. And I'll have to read a section if I get a, or read a paragraph if I get a chance. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. So we've got about a minute or so left to the first break. Uh, what is the most interesting place you think you've ever traveled so far? Oh, gosh, put me on the spot. Um, I would have to say... One of the most memorable is I was a freelance reporter when I was 17 years old in Lebanon during the war. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, that that set up another series of letters that, you know, I feel like my whole life has been preparing to write this book. 
Yeah, that's really yeah. wonderful. Well, we are talking today with my very special guest, Karu Pepperts. He is the author of the book, The Legacy Letters. We've been talking about how he got started. We've talked about how he began writing this book in the back of a pickup by lantern light at night. And we've also talked about his film career, his film producing career. He worked on music videos with Madonna and the Rolling Stones. And he also got to spend some time with Marlon Brando. Gosh, I bet that was a lot of fun. We will talk about this and so much more when we come back from the break. And we will ask him about how he managed to win awards in fiction and nonfiction for the same book. I don't think that's ever been done before. So we're definitely going to address that and so much more when we come back from the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. Solave, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solave with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use, and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. And simply making the switch to Solave is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solave with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solave revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We're 
back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Karu Pepperitz. He is the author of The Legacy Letters. And if anyone wants to call in and talk to us about this book and the journey that Karu has made while writing this book, that number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. And if anyone wants to find me or learn more about what I'm doing, I'm on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. I'm also on Facebook. You can like my my business page, Success Profiles Radio. You can find me on LinkedIn. And my website, briankwright.com, has been newly revamped. And if you want access to seven transcripts of previous shows for free, go to www.briankwright.com, click on newsletter, and just put in your name and email address, and you will have instant access to seven transcripts from previous episodes of Success Profiles Radio. I promise you will really enjoy it. You can all... Also, find me on iTunes. Uh, Download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free anytime. And I also have a new book called Success Profiles, Mental Toughness and Sales. You can find it on Amazon as a Kindle download where I interviewed Jeffrey Gittimer, Scott Lopez, and Eric Lawholm where we talked about championship mindsets, world-class performance, and sales and how that influences and impacts everything we do. It's a terrific book. Get it now. Let's talk about the Legacy Letters crew. This book has won multiple awards. The the most important and perhaps surprising thing that most people might discover is that you made publishing history by winning awards in both fiction and nonfiction. That doesn't happen very often. So how does this happen? Well, I was thinking about this the other day, how to explain this to somebody, and I, and I came up with the idea of how does a cream-filled donut come about? And I thought, well... You got a donut, you got cream, you put them together, and all of a sudden you've got the best of both worlds. Um, and that response seems to get a chuckle or two. But right. what, I was, uh, what I was seeing happening with this book surprised the heck out of me. And that was how people were reinterpreting it to, to use it as a series of life lessons. Um, and the first time that the um, the book re- it actually received three nonfiction awards before it received its first fiction award. That was the most surprising part. Hmm. And, and so I think what was going on were people were actually interpreting it and saying this is more of a book for nonfiction than it is for fiction. Um, that's the easiest way I can explain it. I'm still yeah. baffled to this day, but it's amazing. It's an amazing honor. Absolutely. So this book is a fiction work. I mean, clearly you are still here. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, And before anyone thinks I'm giving anything away, tell us exactly what The Legacy Letters is all about. So The Legacy Letters, at its heart, is a series of letters written by this father to his children um, that he would never live to see that eventually become their practical, moral, and spiritual guidebook for the rest of their lives. And because of a tragic uh, situation in which he and his wife separate, um, this becomes a bit of a redemptive love story also. And I have, to, I have to tell everyone that this is written in an older time. We don't know. These are private letters. Um, and they're written many, many years ago by this man who was um, a cowboy and a rancher and a small-town newspaper editor and um, he ends up in this mountainous area where he was brought up as a kid uh, when he was 10 years old. And he would work the, up in this mountain cabin with his grandfather tending to the what they call the summer herd. And that's where you'd have the cattle you know, grazing at that time. And so this takes place many years later where he has basically got his last six months of his life. And he's going to leave the letters behind 
um, for his children, and eventually they receive them on their tenth birthday, and that's a cent- that's where the book starts. Wow. So, so these are letters written to children that he never has a chance to meet, and he says, save these letters until the kids are 10 before they start reading them. Yeah, and there's a bit more because he writes a letter to both his wife and to his lawyer. You know, he, he basically says, hey, I want you to pick this up um, in the springtime when the snow is thawed. And he does send the letter, and he says, keep these letters until the kids are 10 years old, and that's when I'm in- going to introduce myself. And the wife. All of what's fascinating about this, the way it's set up, is that you know the entire story before you begin. So in a sense, you're not looking for, oh, who did it? How did they do it? Where did they do it? You're told the whole story. What you get is the experience of how the letters unfold and how he is trying to explain his passion for living and all his opinions about life to his kids as for the for the entirety of their lives yeah and this character is a musician and a poet too really as a hobby yeah and and that that's a great lead-in because there's also music with the book and uh, he leaves behind music and um, that'll be coming out in a later version of this book and so i need to tell your audience that this is 40 of the over 200 letters that the grown children decide to give to the world so they grow up and they feel, ah, we need to share this with the world. It had such an impact on our life. And they put out this book, or it's published for them. And what's coming next are several more re- versions of this, this small book. And then the legacy letters complete. All 200 letters will come out along with the music. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Will it be available as a physical and as a digital download as far as the music uh, is concerned? Yep. The whole, the whole shoot works. Wow, that's really fantastic. Well, the reviews for this have been really amazing. People seem to be really responding to it, and it really resonates with people. Why Why do you think there is such an emotional response to this? I think people are – I think we're hungry for, for, for meaning in our lives. I mean we're always hungry for it, but it seems more so than ever. Um, I get the sense sort of in this 24-7 sort of technology – drenched social media immersed world we live in that that people are gosh are, are trying to find a way to slow down i had one gal tell me your book gives me permission to slow down and so she called it a, a go slow book which i hmm. which i love um hmm. i think the other part is is that we feel like the way that we're i think that the way that we're living and this is my take on it but it's more it's almost like we're we're eating junk food at an amazing rate. Like we're just eating chips all day and hot dogs and soda day after day, hour after hour. At a certain point, you're just hungry for something nutritious. Yeah. And um, I think that's what the letters are providing. They're almost an, another we are called it a um, a comfort food book. And I thought yeah. that was I thought that was lovely. And yeah. so yeah. And, and for anyone out there who's wondering what this might possibly relate to in, in terms of something else that you've read, the first immediate correlation I made was to a book called Tuesdays with Maury by Mitch Album. Do you yeah. hear that comparison very often? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a number of, number of times. Yeah, that's yeah. a really great book too. It's about a guy, a student who revisits his professor that he had in school after many 
taking many, many years and just being with him once a week. And the professor's name is Maury. So this book strikes me a little bit like that, except this character doesn't ever get to meet the kids. And so that makes a really uh, a brand new dynamic to it. I mean, I, it's hard for me to wrap myself around writing letters to someone that I know I'm never, ever going to meet and not ever know who they are, what their personality is like, except, you know, they're your kids. And so you kind of have a feeling what they might be like. Yeah, and what's really fascinating, too, is this this sort of tragic underpinning, because I could have written it in a way that was completely different, where it had a, a feel-good, you know, he crashed lands in Alaska, and he, you know, is in a cabin up there and leaves behind these letters are discovered. I mean, it really wrestled with this, and yeah. but what I found with this, this, setting it up this way, is it made it much more real, and here's what's fascinating, Brian, yeah. is I would ask women, I would say do you have a problem with this in terms of its setup? And they go, one woman said, no, we women, we own tragedy. I said, this, this is, this is normal. I go, holy yeah. mackerel. Yeah. Interesting. And, and it's interesting that you sought out feedback before it came, came to complete fruition too, because really if you're going to succeed in anything, you, you want to get a feel for what your market is looking for. And if they'll resonate with it to start with that it validates what you're doing in a way, but I did it after the fact. <laughs> oh, after it was done. Asking, yeah. Because I think, I think part of um, nowadays with the way that things are marketed and, and whatnot, you, the danger is, is that you're writing, to the market. Yeah. And this really doesn't have a genre per se. I mean, it's right. And I think that difference is what gives it its uniqueness. Yeah. Okay, great. We've got a couple of minutes to our next break. Uh, parents seem to be particularly interested in this project too, because really a message that you wish you could communicate with your kids. Do you think that's the reason why this resonates with parents or what is it exactly that draws them to a book like this? Um, I think it's partly old-fashioned values told in a yeah. new way. Um, I think I have people without kids saying, oh, thank you for reminding me how important it is to say thank you and please. Or you'll tell people about the work ethic and they go, oh, yeah, the work ethic. <laughs> so, and there's a number of other reasons to also. Uh, briefly, how the uh, moniker Cowboy Philosopher came to you? Well, I was talking to someone one day about, um, you know, Will Rogers, and of course that's a, you know, I really look up to him and, uh, and all these old cowboys I would work with. And it's just amazing how they could just pontificate about anything. I said, yeah, I work with all these cowboy philosophers. And uh, I said, well, aren't you a cowboy philosopher? And I said, I guess so. <laughs> I guess if you write a book like this, what else are you going to be, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, we are coming up against our next break. And uh, this is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Crew Papperts. And the book is called The Legacy Letters. Where can we find this real quickly? Uh, TheLegacyLetters.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, local bookstores. It's out and about. All right. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us.
the mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Energy Saving Solutions' innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our double green plan. Double green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo. Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your High on Life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and my very special guest is Karu Papritz. He is the author of The Legacy Letters, which is a series of letters that a man wrote to his kids, which he never had a chance to meet. And it's really, really amazing some of the life lessons that he dispenses to his kids. And I, I just have a hard time wrapping my head around writing letters to someone that you'll never meet. But I, I suppose it did resonate with me. I love the book. And uh, there's some really wonderful wisdom contained in there. I want to talk about the way you've promoted this, Karub. Yes. Because you've done, um, you've done Amtrak stops along the East Coast. Uh, you've done book signings on top of horses, on river rafts. You even signed books on top of an active volcano. I mean, how adventurous is that? That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. The bottom line, Brian, is this is this book is a love story about life. Yeah. And I was trying to, you know, think of what do I want to convey? You know, as as the author being out there in the world, well, I want to convey that same energy and that same passion. And I thought, you know what? I love to travel. I love to be adventurous. This fits in with the book exactly. There's, you know, and people say, well, how can you be doing this? This isn't about being on a volcano. I go, you want to, this is about living life to its yeah. fullest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that, that that really struck me that you went to Mount St. Helens and you did a, a book signing there. 
the thing yeah, that I think really fits perfectly with the whole cowboy theme is that you sat on top of a horse and did a book signing on top of a horse. Was this in front of a bookstore or where was this on your ranch? Yeah, it was, it was actually in Bar- it was a Barnes and Noble. And, um, I actually, what's interesting is, is it was, I did it. It was the first ever digital book signing by an independently published author. And I was, I was one week away from being the first ever author to digitally sign my book and upload it. And, um, and I found out David Beckham had beat me to the punch a week before. I was like, really, David, David, you've got everything in the world. What's what? Right. You can't, you can't let me have this one. Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes being second is not a bad thing. No, you're, especially you're when you're in pretty good know. company. <laughs> exactly. And you know, the crowd just loved it. And if you get a chance, go to the legacyletters.com and watch the, the video of it. It's a real, it's a hoot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what was it like doing a book signing on a river raft? Oh, it's fun. We had a whole bunch of people together and that, there's some technical problems when you're doing these strange book signings. These, um, one was signing it and then handing it over, making sure you weren't going to get dumped in the river. Exactly. Um, but um, everybody was on board. Everybody had a ball with it. And, um, you know, a nice day up in the uh, northern part of Washington. And I don't know, people just, they, they just light up. They just go, this is great. <laughs> When's the next one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When, when is your next book signing? Oh, yeah. You know what? Well, sign on up and I'll let you know. <laughs> Come to the website. All right. There you go. So this information is on your website where you're going to be and what you're doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I'm and trying your website, to, once again, is? Is thelegacyletters.com. All right. It's a great site. You've got a lot of great things on there. You even have excerpts from your book on the website, too. So you can get a flavor for what it is. Buy the book. It's, it's terrific. You'll be very, very glad that you did. So you call the Legacy Letters an everyday gift book. It's not just for the holidays, but it's for any time. Why is that? If, if you read these excerpts on the website, you'll get the feeling that you can find – I'll, I'll tell a quick story that I, I think sure. will illustrate this. I was on the plane just uh, several months ago, and I take copies of the book with me. And, um, and I just say, hey, what do you think of this? Or you know, if someone's reading it, hey, you might like, enjoy this book. Well, this gal was across the aisle from me opened up the book, and for the next 45 minutes went through this emotional roller coaster of a journey. She was crying. She was laughing. She was, I mean, she was just emotive, you know, out yeah. loud about it. She got done with it, and I said, wow, that was a response. And I said, what, what, was, what, what was the deal? And she goes, I want to give this letter to my father. I want to give this letter to my friend who's going through a divorce. I have a good friend of mine who died that needs to read this letter. My son needs to read this about working and being 18 years old. I mean, it was I, it was one of those at that point, you're not the messenger anymore. You're not the author. You're the messenger. Right. Isn't that great when you write something that really resonates with someone so much that it changes them? I mean, I oh, love that. Gosh. Oh, Brian, and and back to that gift idea, I re- I get these emails from people that talk about the changes in their life. One was recently from a gal who's a doctor, and she, she said, I have something to tell you that I've never told anybody before. She said, my father committed suicide 30 years ago. She says, that wasn't the secret. She says, but I've been looking for letters of his for 30 years and all the old boxes in the house and whatnot. And she wrote and said, I have finally found his letters 
And she says, I have found them in your book. Wow. And I just, at that, if that, I mean, I teared up at that one. I mean, and that, yeah. again, you're not the author anymore. You've, you were the messenger to bring that. And that, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's such an amazing, amazing experience. So you talk about leading a legacy life. The book is called The Legacy Letters. What do you think it takes to lead a legacy life? Stopping, slowing down, smelling the roses. I think first and foremost, just stop and just take a break and breathe. And we can be out in a beautiful day and we just go, we don't even look up at the clouds anymore, do we? Or do we acknowledge a beautiful fall day? I mean, we just go, go, go this, this again, back to this sort of 24 seven life that we lead. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why people are so hungry to slow down. And to me, it's, it's easy. It's easy in the way, sort of like you were talking about your 21 things you write down in the beginning. Yeah. I think it's as easy as saying, all right, I am going to do something deeply happy today that has meaning and, you know, deep meaning and deep purpose. What could that be? Well, it could be as easy as calling up an old friend you have been meaning to call up for months yeah. and say, I'm going to do it today. Or like the other day, you know, being in Arizona, we have these incredible monsoon thunderstorms and I'm sitting and working away going, okay, how do we get the book out? This, this, and this, this thunderstorms right. booming around me. And I say, ah, get your cup of coffee, man. Get outside and yeah. sit for five minutes and remember what that's like. Yeah. You know, and you put enough of those moments together, those legacy moments for want of a better phrase. And all of a sudden you start remembering what, what it's, what's important to you. And living this life, right. this one-shot deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do something memorable. Yes, and do something that it doesn't have to be on the side of a volcano. That's that's definitely my looking right. at life, but it's as easy. Oh, okay. hey, try going down the street smiling at five people and watch what happens. Right. Life yeah. is about collecting moments. Oh, yeah. Well put. Well put. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So what is one thing we can do today to help us lead a legacy life? What would your suggestion be? Let's do something fun. And in keeping in line with the book, let's get our audience to write a note. Write three sentences to somebody, to your partner, to your lover, to your boyfriend or girlfriend, your mom or your dad, your dog, pick somebody and literally mm -hmm. write in your own handwriting because think about, think about what a letter is. It's time embodied in paper and it's, yeah. it, and that's an amazing gift to give somebody. No one gets that anymore. I mean, do we save our text love letters? No. You know, 30 years from no. now, you're going to go, God, what do we have? So, do this today, pick up a pen, write three sentences and tell somebody, hey, I've been thinking about you. Hey, I appreciate whatever, whatever it is, three from your heart, not from your head, pull it from your heart, put it on that paper, put it in an envelope, give it to somebody in person, leave it on their desk, put it in their lunch, that simple act and see what sort of response you get. Because I, I bet you bottom dollar, they'll just be smiling from ear to ear. That's wonderful. We've got about three minutes to our next break. This you alluded to earlier is the first 
of what will be a much larger project that will be available in the near future. Uh, you said there are two, over 200 letters. This book has 40, and there's going to be music for the book. You, do you play guitar then? Is that right? That's right. Yeah, I wrote all the music for it. Okay. How many songs are there? Uh, at this moment in the studio, we've got 14 songs. So we okay. might have to pull it down a bit. Okay. All right. Great. And so were these songs that you wrote to your wife or these songs you wrote to your children? It was, it's what naturally came out of when I was writing the book. Cause I've been writing and playing all my life and it, it just insinuated itself in these pages and, um, it'll be sort of a, um, I don't know, I guess back to the food. Maybe it's like having a drink with your meal. This'll be the right. drink part, you know? Yeah. Were any were any of these letters lyrics to any of your songs, or were these songs completely independent of the letters that you wrote? That's a, no, that's a that's a great question. They were completely independent. I did try to put the song lyrics in the book, and the, it didn't work. I mean, there were so many interesting experiments that had to take place. Sure. Um, but and that was one of them, and it just didn't seem to follow. So. You know, you'll discover it. But what's interesting is the rhythm and the poetry that takes place within the pages resonates in the music also. A few a few of the letters are poems, though, if I remember correctly. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. But you didn't put put music to those words then? No. Okay, not a problem, not a problem. Well, that's a very creative thing that you did, putting music with the book. And with the letters, and I, I think really that'll be uh, really awesome. Is there an audio version of this available, or is that going to be available later? We're working on it right now. I'm actually doing the audio uh, version of it, so I'm trying. I was trying to get it out before Christmas, but I think uh, uh, we'll probably make it at the first of the year. But I'm working awfully hard on it. Make it by Valentine's Day. I think it'll mean a lot. You really? I think so. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, we'll shoot for it then. Absolutely. We are coming up against our final break of the day. I cannot believe how quickly this show is going. My very special guest is Karu Pepperitz. He is the author of The Legacy Letters. And we are going to continue talking about the book and his experience. And we're going to talk about some of the central themes in the book, some of the central themes of some of the letters when we come right back. This has been an amazing show. Please stay with us. Don't go away. This is Success Profiles Radio. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Objectives. 
business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Karu Papertz. He is the author of The Legacy Letters. And in this final segment, I want to explore some of the specific themes that some of these letters address. And these are going to seem like big philosophical questions. But after all, you are the cowboy philosopher, so I will ask. One of your letters is about what it means to be a man. Tell us what you think that means. The, this was the last letter I ever wrote. I'd written 99% of the letters in the book, and then before my son was born, and then he came along. And I had trouble trying to finish this letter. Mm. And then he was sitting on the table. I was watching him, and I said, hey, how do I finish this letter? What do I need to do? And he talks back to me, and growl, 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 you know, go, go, go. And I said, really, is right. that? And all of a sudden, I realized, oh, I have to write the letter to you. Once I did that, I got it. And one of the central themes behind this letter was, was we talk about all the things of what it is to be a man. And I thought being a good man was important. Just the solid idea of what it takes. And, and one of the things, even at night, sort of like a prayer, I say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he says, I want to be a good man. I want to be a fair man and an honest man and a courageous man. And he now says this, you know, at the top, right off the, you know, right off the bat. So after all these years, but if I could just for a moment, read a quick portion of the book that sort of explains what you're talking about. Sure. So this is all my man. When do you become a man? You become a man when you marry, not just for love, but to be a partner with your wife, to be the best man you can be with her and when you fall short, to admit your shortcomings and to constantly strive to be a great man to your wife. You become a man when in having children, you not only physically look after them and protect them, but also protect them with all the love and learning you have. And on, on from there, I just keep reading, but I hope that answers that question. Yeah, absolutely, because Society team tends to want to define what that means, and really the true answer goes a whole lot deeper than what society tries to tell us. It's not just about having a car. It's not just about having a huge bank account. It's not about having the supermodel. It's about integrity and strength of character and looking after those you care about and who care about you. Yeah, 
Yeah, and it's not about the next guy you shoot during war or the, or the fact that you've got the fastest car in the block. And, I mean, you know, it just goes on all these these images that we provide in the marketplace and yet being a good man and saying things like please and thank you and standing up for what you believe in and standing up for others that are less capable to stand up. These are all the things I teach my son. And, uh, you know, I guess that's part of the occupational hazard of, of uh, my being his dad now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, hopefully your, your son will embody all the truth that you impart to him because I think this is a great book. Gosh, thank you, Brian. That's really nice. And you can find it at www.thelegacyletters.com. Yep, and on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and uh, hopefully it's in your local bookstore. There you go. So let me ask you another deep, universally philosophical yes. question: What do you think is the fine line between helping someone and letting them make their own mistakes? As I say to my son, my job is to how to properly fall. And he goes, Papa, what does that mean? He's eight years old. And I said, well, I need you to fall hard enough so that you'll remember it, but not hard enough so that it hurts you. Hmm. Interesting. As adults in training, and I, I think we all still need to fall properly because um, if we fall too hard, sometimes it's, it's just too tough to get back up. Sometimes we injure ourselves, whether it be soulfully or in our hearts or however it may be. But if we fall just enough that we can really learn, I think that's a great – I think that's important. Fall hard enough to remember it but not hard enough that it permanently hurts you. Yeah. I like that. That's that's really great. And And – Sometimes you have to let someone make their own mistakes or else they aren't ever going to learn the lesson. No, they never will. You're right. I mean, that's, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Okay. Sounds great. So let me ask you this. What do you think it takes to make a relationship work? <laughs> I know Ooh. we could probably spend a whole hour on that. But... <laughs> hey, so when can I come back and answer those questions? Right? Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, so in the book... There is a there's a number of letters about how to be in love and how not to be in love. Um, there's one called um, "How to Make a Marriage Live or Die," and I think one of the things that we forget is how we start off in a relationship, and then I think it just naturally in bits and pieces. And the smallest cuts and jibes over many, many years, we just get into this position where we lose the, the, the initial spark. I mean, we all go through this. This is life. This is relationships. But you know what? It takes, it takes good respect and good work to make a relationship, especially a love relationship, last and to keep that fire going. And it's paramount. I, I look at it as it's never 50-50. It's constantly shifting. It's maybe 70, 30, 95, 5, but you both feel like, man, we're in this town. We need to keep that spark alive. Absolutely. That is so, so important. Well, let me ask you this about writing the book itself. Did you find this to be a therapeutic experience? What was your reason for really digging in and writing, or what is your reason for writing anything? 
you know, Brian, ask me this question when I'm <laughs> with this book. This was one of those, for want of a better phrase, God-given jobs. This is yeah. what you, this is when you sit down and you go, I have just been given this and I can go back to Hollywood. I can get my, I can make money. I can have all the perks of being in a great union job. I can be in LA with all my friends and everything, or I can go into the great abyss, fall over the edge and eventually, and hopefully something will catch me. But that's a, that's a hell of a thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so I just found myself that this was, I either do that, I either go back to what's safe or I go forward and I continue with the writing of this book, not knowing how long it was going to take or anything, but I knew that it was given to me as sort of a, it was my destiny. So I either yeah. ignore, either you either ignore your destiny or you don't. Yeah. And yeah. I think I heard, I think I heard something about stepping outside your comfort zone and not sticking with the safe thing to do. That's really important if you want to achieve your dreams, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I think for everybody, yeah, even however uncomfortable that is, for me, it was literally falling off the face of the earth. I mean, it was falling into a place that, that was, you know, as desolate and as moved from mankind as possible. And, uh, but that's what the book, that's what the book needed. That's how yeah. it itself. Yeah. Great. So let me ask, what is the one thing you've gotten out of writing this more than anything? What, what is the greatest lesson you think that you learned in writing this book? Passion, 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 and living every day to its fullest. I mean, it sounds cliche, but I mean, my occupational hazard is the fact that I, I think about living, you think about dying and living at the same time all the time. And it sounds like it's a, it's a, it's a burden, but it's not, it just makes you look at that, that kiss you plant on your kid's cheek and go, that could be the last time I ever do that. And is that morbid? No, not by no. a long shot. Man, that puts you in the moment and that makes you go, well, come here. Let me, let me do that again and really put something into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are your big goals going forward? <laughs> I, I want to see this book get into, oh, everybody's hands. I mean, I know that sounds trite, but mm -hmm. I just want... I want to hear back from more people. I want to see what it does to change their lives because I'll tell you what, you're telling me how it changes your life changes me. It makes me, you know, back to that, I'm living life to its fullest by hearing what other people have to, have to give to themselves and to me. Fantastic. And here's the question I ask everyone at the end of the show. We've got less than three minutes to go. Who inspires and motivates you? My wife and my son. Okay. That's it. And because? Because. Oh, there's a because? Oh, God. Sure. Oh, because, because my wife has stood by me and sacrificed on my behalf for many, many years. She believed in this when so many, so many people had thought, what the heck are you doing? Um, 
and she's she's a she's amazing. She's absolutely amazing, and she's a, she's a great friend. And uh, I mean, we say all those things about our wife, our, our, our and you, and Brian. You know what? We met at the ranch. She came out there on a horseback pack trip, and I wrangled her. And we wrote love letters for two years, the old-fashioned way, and we got married on horseback out there. Wow. Yeah, that's really wonderful. And so how can I not stand by this amazing woman who said, I believe in what you were doing. These letters need to see the world, and I will do whatever it takes to make that happen. And my son, my son, just because he's my only son, and uh, he embodies... What I am, he embodies these letters, the essence of what I'm trying to bring to to him and to everyone else. That's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show today, Crew. This has been fun. Yeah, Brian. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Have a great Christmas. You bet. And the book is called The Legacy Letters, and you can find it at www.thelegacyletters.com. You can also find it on Barnes Noble and Amazon. And you can come back next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where you can hear another fantastic episode of Success Profiles Radio where I interview the most interesting and successful people in the world, learn their secrets of success, what they overcame, and how we can learn the life lessons that they have learned as well. And once again, you can uh, – You can find my book, Success Profiles, Mental Toughness and Sales, on Amazon as a Kindle download. And I look forward to having you come back next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern for another great episode of Success Profiles Radio. Uh, Have a great week, and we'll see you then. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and